Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, this is Bill Ratner. I'm the voice of Flint on G.I. Joe, and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is actually an appropriation of the original saying, Knowing is Half the Battle, which was used in a number of public service announcements that have now been burlesqued on YouTube by a number of individuals, and I don't think there's a copyright issue at all. Have a good day. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight's won, G.I. Joe will dare, G.I. Joe Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe cartoon recap show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast. Podcasts. Podcasts. Kitty. There's a new podcast, there, there, Kitty. There's a new kitty here, guys. So Adorbs. And what's the cat's name, uh, Mr. Chan? Ladysmith Cat Mombazo. Ladysmith Cat Mombazo. So if you're... I don't know, over, say, 35 or so, that may have some meaning to you. Under, you know, uh, Google it. It's a thing. That's totally a thing. Yeah. Go with it. Well, this week, we are talking about a very special episode of G.I. Joe. One of the Almost called ten... a Roberta Jr. Why is it a very special episode? <laughs> well, this There is... was no bicycle shop rape in it. <laughs> Not on screen. <laughs> but wait, bicycle shop rape? Yeah, that's that's tips of different from strokes. Different strokes. Yeah. Oh, right, very right, right. Episode. Sure, sure. And then, wow, that's your go-to for very special episode. There's any number of very special <laughs> episodes from the eighties you could have gone with, but they all involve bicycle shop rape. Also, I don't believe there was a rape. There was just some uh, old, pictures of almost him. molestation. Yeah, with his shirt off and stuff. Oh, did he take pictures? Yeah. Okay. He got him to take his shirt off and run around sweating and taking pictures of him, and then that 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 in the eighties that was basically child. You rape. have way more detail about this episode than you should, Ray. That episode was based on my life, Chan. Hedy Lamar was another option uh, on the short list of what we we're going to name the cat. Um, I still go with Robert Chan presents the cat. I just think that would have been amazing. Do you? But you didn't. You didn't go with my. Uh... Look at her right now. Look at how adorable she is, and tell me that's the proper answer. That's the proper name. That was incorrect. Robert Chan presents the cat. Correct. Colon the cat. Are we going to do this podcast yes. or what? We're talking about the Trader Part One, which is a, a top ten rated GI Joe episode. According to who? Uh, according to the top ten list of best GI Joe episodes found in the uh, recap book that I bought on Amazon. <laughs> which you know what? Haven't gone over their lists. They're right. The episodes right. they picked were the top ten episodes in my mind as well. All right. So I stand by their list, Chan. Fair enough. Um, the Trader Part One, and who wrote the Trader Part One, Gina? Buzz Dixon. Oh! Buzz Dixon. 
friend of the show. Very excited. I feel like we haven't seen an episode by him in a while. Oh, a while. Well, I mean, in theory, he every episode is a Buzz Dixon episode because he was one of the storyboard editors and part of the general arcing theme. But yeah, we haven't mm-hmm. really seen one since uh, he came and talked to us live in studio. Story editor. Story editor, excuse Storyboard me. Storyboard editor, different Totally different things. Totes different. Well, we open up with, uh, 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 we're in a shipyard. It looks like maybe in New York City or something like that. That's what it looks like. I didn't, this this one got right into the action. Ooh. I didn't have even time to I believe to the take... first words were, they're gonna ram us. Yep, they're yep. gonna ram us. pretty yep. impressive. They're That's... gonna ram us. And do you know what happened immediately afterwards? They got they rammed. rammed. They rammed There was no, Boom. there was no, it was, yeah, there, there was no fuzzy uh, scene setting in this episode so one ship just crash and these are just like giant merchant ships one crashes into the other one which is docked at the time mm. people start going nuts and jumping 15 20 stories to their death <laughs> like i thought that was everybody just starts making a jump forward including people on the dock who were basically fine sure, sure. <laughs> just start jumping overboard and yeah. if you look at the size comparison of how big a human was and we'll mm-hmm. assume each of those humans was six feet oh yeah compared to how big a fall it was and that's just when the camera lost track of them mm-hmm. every one of those people were killed i'd like to put that as more confirmed kills for the show uh i feel like that was a completely legitimate response people just started uh, jumping other people like man it's a pool party and they just started jumping into <laughs> Here's the thing: as a dock worker, that's a cannonball. As a dock worker, you're you, you can handle a fall like that. A fall like 15 stories <laughs> in the water? Absolutely. <laughs> I guess if we figure that the extensive Enterprises Tower, aka the biggest tower in the entire world, mm. people fell off of that into dumpsters and were fine. Yeah. I guess jumping an equivalent or less into mm. the water, you're probably fine. It's yeah, there's only point four gravity here in uh, GI Joe world. <laughs> that is correct. There's a really weird thing, like almost right off the bat. Which is, uh, don't we kind of find out that the twins can't swim here? The one twin, yeah. Tomax falls in the water. Well, I mean, also, he got shot down, and he's trying to unclasp himself from a smoking trouble bubble. Okay, okay. Because uh, there was definitely, like, he was definitely like... Also, I believe he was wearing armor. Oh, okay. Like you do. But it's also weird That's because we've established earlier they can one-legged water ski like champs. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I, I feel like it was out of character for him to be drowning. Look, if you can't swim, you're going to do everything that in your power, including gymnastics on <laughs> uh, a single ski, to stay out of the water. That's a good point. That's and a good and point. plus, we don't know what injuries he suffered <laughs> land, crashing into the water. That's pretty rough, man. Um, there was a fun oh, moment wow. right before that that happened that Cobra Commander turned to the twins and he says, okay, you guys, maintain the perimeter and in my head i'm thinking like the twins being like we we've already talked about this plan we know what we're supposed to do (laughs) stop micromanaging us cobra commander (laughs) that's the wrong kind of boss i will say again this episode proves that these dudes are clearly the most effective at at planning and executing a plan. Yes. I would say Destro uh, is the best at creating poop that works. Yeah. Uh, uh, Firefly and Storm Shadow are equally the best at just like completing a, a, a small level mission. Okay. And then, yeah, Crimson Twins, as far as planning and execution goes, top notch. Yeah. I feel like Cobra Commander should ha- should like put an ad out <laughs> on, on LinkedIn or something or Craigslist. LinkedIn. 
and and like look for someone who has like great uh uh you know like managerial tasking skills who can who can sort of dole out the responsibilities properly and this would run like a well-oiled machine yeah i feel like that's what serpentor ended up being oh. uh, i don't think you're wrong about that i mean cobra commander's there for his great people skills yeah yeah, well. yeah. and he can inspire i mean say what you will cobra commander inspires the people around him you know what he's donald trump yeah he says crazy shit <laughs> and people are like yeah yeah, let's no. go build that building. Yeah, no, what he's saying is absolutely <laughs> bug nutty insane, but I feel like, you know, he's speaking his mind at least, and that's important to I me feel like as a voter. I feel like he's like Michael soldier. Scott from The Office, where someone needs to come in and be like, oh, oh, th- well, this is this is not efficient at all. But Michael Scott cares what people think about him, and Cobra Commander very clearly does not. Not even a little bit. I mean, I don't know. There was that one episode when he was giving an on-camera interview. So no, he wants people to see him in a good light, but mm-hmm. he's not going to stop being him. Yeah. He's never going to be fake for the camera. He's just going to be a more jolly version of his reality. <laughs> so um, we find out that the uh, what the Cobra is trying to steal from this ship is something called Diclon 98. It's Dialcon, which is weird because the first time I accidentally uh, mistyped it as Cylon. And then I double checked to make sure I was spelling it right. It's D-Y-L-C-O-N, which you would think it would be Dilcon. Well, uh, I wish it was Daikon and they were having a ramen night. Like that radishes, was one of their yeah. I thought it was radishes. But <laughs> later on in the episode, though, there's a big screen that pops up that spells it D-Y-K-L-O-N 98. Yeah. Uh, and the G.I. Joe mission briefing that pops up a little bit later in the episode. So I thought it okay. was Daikon. Here, yeah, no, then but you're the science more jerk. Sense. What's the what's the reality of this substance? Well, the reality is Zyklon B was a gas that the Nazis used in World War II. Oh dear! Yeah, so they're clearly making a reference to that. Why are they putting that in the harbor of Texas City? As it turns out, um, uh, because you need it for your uh, for your uh, for your mind control gases. Well, it's a deadly poison. They say yeah. right here, it's a deadly poison. It's a deadly poison. Later on, they say that it's. Uh, Used to make mind control gas, sure, because that's just the thing you have, just mm-hmm. just laying around. Well, because it, you know we don't want to say Cobra's just going to kill people with gas. That's boring. Controlling sure. people mm-hmm. with gas—that's that's that's top level right there. I've known some people who could control uh, control people with their gas. It make make them leave a room and. Wow. <laughs> that was a real rage joke. Boy, right that there. just happened. It Here's really the, was. That's why I was confused. I was looking over. It's like. Why is your mouth moving? We- <laughs> but clearly, it's low-grade humor. We Freaky Friday'd for a second. <laughs> Guys, if I said that joke, you both would have quit the podcast. So I'm just mad right now that Gina yeah. gets a pass on the dad don't, jokes. Don't Freaky Friday me and make mm. words come out of my mouth and then tell people to quit the podcast. I'll tell you what, you make a decent ziti like she does, and then we'll meet, you may get a pass. Yes. Hey, guys, I really like cats and <laughs> What are you doing? Also, what I'm is, pretending to be Gina. What are you doing with your hands? Why is that a Gina thing? This is the thing? thing that Gina does now. Because I'm I'm like one of those uh, one of those Christmas dolls that slowly that slowly raises and lowers my arms for no reason. Hey guys, let's eat weird food. <laughs> does that count? All right, that does sound like me. <laughs> I like cats. Let's eat weird food. Oh my goodness! Um, so we, so there's a big plot point of there's a new tank armor that GI Joe has like sprayed on all their tanks. I'm not really clear exactly. <laughs> the tanks look exactly the same. We're not supposed to know how it works. Everyone wants to know how it works. But uh, Cobra Commander shoots missiles square at it. Boom! Right in the face, and nothing. Not yeah. even a dent from the missiles like impact. They well, weren't even sure it would work. Uh, <laughs> no, hold on. Dusty was very unclear on that. Will destroy their beauty tanks. There has 
never been <laughs> uh, a, an evil mastermind that I have given any sort of credence to unless they use the word puny <laughs> in reference to any number yeah. of things, mm-hmm. uh, your puny uh, intellect, mm-hmm. your puny tanks. Um, likewise, anybody who is not a criminal mastermind, a genius, an intellect of towering uh, um, uh, power who can say the word puny and not have me think that they're a complete f- blithering idiot. <laughs> like, go ahead and use puny in a sentence. Sure. Okay. Um, so one of my favorite things about Lady Cat Mbaza is that she's so puny. A, you mispronounced your name. <laughs> God dang it. The, I'm still learning it, Chad. It's not even possible for my opinion of you to be lower, so... <laughs> That was a bad bad call. That was a poor, poorly thought out experiment. I apologize. Let's move on. Where's the control group? Where's the control group? Gina didn't say anything at all, and she seems smart. (laughs) (laughs) Better to keep your mouth shut and not have them know you're a ray. (laughs) Is that is that a thing that's going around? Oh no, (laughs) guys, it's getting too real up in here. Uh, Duke, uh, Duke, and his great leadership says, "Don't let any of them get away." And then they proceed to... Everyone got away. Immediately <laughs> let everyone get away. Literally everyone except for four random... Yeah. Uh, God bless Duke, but nobody listened to him in that moment. Was that just more like a token I, No one ever listens to Duke, I feel like. <laughs> but also, he should have said, like, don't let anyone get away. Also, take no prisoners. Kill them all. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got dark in here. <laughs> um, so the mission's over, and Dusty, immediately, Dusty's that employee, man. He The mission's not even, like, freshly done. Uh-huh. They're still, like cleaning up the dead people and the ship's explosion and corralling the gas and dusty goes over to duke and says hey man can i get a few days off (laughs) he's that guy on the work site Uh yeah it's like oh uh yeah we just had the fun bit now for the cleanup i gotta i gotta yeah things (laughs) party's over i gotta i gotta get up in the morning yeah i i now that I've eaten all the chips, had all the soda, like, oh, I just remembered my mom's sick, so I can't stay to clean Wait, up this the- is what Ray did to me last night. Boom. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Wait a minute, Chan stayed and helped Too clean real. up? Too real. No, nope. but he stayed and had watched to- the movie. Yeah, then I had to take my mom home. I, I had my uh, my hunky man butler help me clean up. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> You're welcome. Because <laughs> you don't want me around that. <laughs> that would just be upsetting. Oh, is that what happened? He helped clean up? Yeah, clean I made up my, air quotes. He cleaned up my I vagina. I heard that. Now it's hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> so Dusty gets his short leave, and he immediately goes home to Texas. He's from Texas. I assume that's where he went home to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet Mrs. Vasquez. Yes. I just put, oh, God, old lady with asthma. And she has asthma. Her big that's... issue is asthma. Mm, no. It can be, it can be not... serious. A serious case of asthma. She's hooked yeah, up to a ventilator. Serious. Listen, if you if you go too long without your asthma medication, I know this because I have asthma. Mm-hmm. Like it can to- it can damage your lungs, but more like more likely she probably has some sort of like uh, C- Cons- yeah. CPD or something. She's like a- she's got tuberculosis. <laughs> We're just not calling it out. She's got c- tuberculosis. Yeah, she's got just, black lung. She's co- coughing up blood. <laughs> um, so I, I have uh, a question. Be, be real quick. Oh, Jan. Is, is your question going to be was that Mary McDonald Lewis as Mrs. Vasquez? It was not. One hundred percent was. That's a great Wait, question. One hundred percent was. Who? Hold on, Lady J. Oh. Must rest to get her strength back. Oh yeah, that's totally. Lady oh Jane. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Good job, Mary. Um, I thought the GI Joes had secret identities. Didn't we establish this in the Captives of Cobra episode? 
Why does everybody know who Dusty was, is, where I he was, lives, and what's going on with I his family? I was wondering that, and also like the the fact that just some random caretaker is like, "Hey, hey you work for GI Joe. We we save all your scrap, your like newspaper scraps." We uh, yeah, it's like uh, that's weird. And, and his own mom calls him Dusty. Sure. <laughs> now, uh, uh, you guys vamp for a sec because I got to look it up because I don't think his real first name is Dusty. <laughs> Uh, his last name is Rudat. We definitely know that. Oh, they say that like 500 times. Rudat, yeah. Rudat. That's Rudat. A, that seems like that must have been somebody's uh, nickname at the studio, and uh, they they just put it in as like a, a gag. Uh, Ronald W. Oh, what? Uh, oh, whoa, that's weird. Whoa, it's, what? It's Ronald W. Tater. Which is based on an anagram of Hasbro artist Ron Rudat. Whoa. So it legitimately is a gag. Oh, we're learning but... here, folks. Wait, but didn't they call him Rudat in the episode? Yes, yes. That's that's the weird thing. Dusty Rudat. Yeah. Which is Ronald W. Tater. Mm-hmm. Which is Dusty. Okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, so there you go. So they call him Dusty Rudat the whole time, but that's not his name whatsoever. And the fact his own mom, the one who birthed him is calling him by his code name. They also, like, when he enters the scene, they say his name, Dusty, like, seven times, only to make sure that he's changed clothes and every kid out there understands this is Dusty wearing different clothing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's just the thing you do. And uh... But why isn't his face Dusty now? Because he took what? the makeup off? Oh. That's not a skin disease, Gina. Jesus I always Christ, thought Jesus. he was dirty like pig pen. <laughs> I mean, they they Pink had a real so rude at, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, the file card says Ronald W. Tater. Yep. Um, maybe to to the his his uh, identity in the real world is air quotes rude at, so that people don't. Uh, oh, it, it still is a secret identity. Huh. Okay. He goes home and he's you know uh, dusty rude at, oh. but he's not like they don't know a secret. It's like it's like Ronald W. Tater is a social security number, which weirdly enough, I just noticed his social security number is on his file card. Oh man, Back I'm the, so gonna steal his identity. In the eighties, we didn't uh we didn't give a shit about oh, yeah. identity theft. I used to when I was in college, which was not in the eighties, we used to use it for our like on our tests. And then it and then you would walk up, they would put oh, yeah. they'd post all the test scores. Nice. You would look for your social security nice. number and see what your test score Guys, was. I think we're about to open up a Knowing Us Half the Podcast American Express card under the name <laughs> Dusty Rudat. Maybe can, I'm crazy. I know what phone number we can put. Oh, yes, we do. We'll get there in a second. Uh, before that, Mr. Smiler shows up. Which, Mr. Smiler, we immediately assume it's like a D- Cobra agent at minimum, right? Yes, 100%. But it doesn't look like it is. Uh, yeah, oh, no, I, he's going to unmask it. In, in I thought I definitely put old uh, Cobra guy in disguise. Yeah. Wait a minute. Have you seen part two yet? I did not watch part two. Not recently. I remember kind of what happens, okay. but I don't think. But then the fact that he maybe he just works for. Them. Yeah, I think he just worked once he reveals like who they are because he shows up and says, I'm here to talk about your outstanding debt. And then Dusty's mom has like a fainting spell and Dusty threatens to punch him in the face. Uh, and Mr. Smiler's just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually. You guys are jumping the gun. I'm trying to help you. There's these people who came to me who want to help you. I mean, he has to know something shady's going on there. He's 100. Everyone in this town to knows he's a GI Joe member. I've got a lot of questions. One of the most important of which was like, does the the mil the GI Joe military clearly does not pay 
their employees well. Incorrect. Cobra because, clearly oh, Flint yes. has a swank. Oh, bad. so maybe Flint is like skimming off the top or something. Or Dusty just, I mean, it's like it all goes up to the top. Yeah. Everybody else just gets paid shit and she's like, hey. But then in that case, know. Cobra does look a lot more appealing mm-hmm. because they've got that. They've got that freaking uh, old fang shillings, son. Yeah. <laughs> and they've also got that whole like relaxation place with the robot bar down in Antarctica. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Also, as we find out uh, in this episode. Got a health plan. Got yeah, a great health I bet. Plan. I bet. Plan. I bet it's also like Trader Joe's, where each employee buys into the company, like has a little bit of stock in there. Yeah, I it, can see that. Is Co-op. this plot kind of reminiscent of Breaking Bad? Oh, a little yeah. bit. Do you yeah. think a little bit's right there? Because yeah. Dusty's mom has this major health issues with these big bills, so mm. Dusty has to quote unquote break bad in order to try to you know make it all come yep. together. Although at this point, I want I want to say that it really feels to me, um, I. I must have seen this when I was a little kid. I do not remember at all. What this feels like to me, because it's a two-parter, is we're setting up that Dusty's a traitor, uh, Duke goes into a coma. We find out in part two that when Duke comes out of the coma, that in fact, Dusty was doing a double agent this thing the whole time. This is what I assume. I assume Dusty is... is Which... I don't want to spoil anything for the people at home. But, but that might 100% be true. I'm assuming that, like, yeah, that, that, that Duke and Dusty set this up. Because here's the thing, um, and oops, jumping ahead, don't care, because uh, I wrote in all caps right near the end, did Deep, Deep Six just give away the game? Uh, yes. Um, uh, he's all like, is, oh, hey, here, here's what he says. Uh, it's all a little too pat, you know? A real traitor wouldn't be so easy to catch. Right. That is correct. He's laying the breadcrumbs. Laying guess, the breadcrumbs. I, well, I feel like that is just sort of like a, they just put it out there. Like, I think Dusty is not a traitor. So, you know, go ahead and skip the next episode because obviously he's going to turn out to not be a traitor. I think, like, we're looking at this at, at, with adult brains, but, like, if I was a kid, I would 100% believe Dusty was a traitor. Uh, have you guys not well, seen yes. Face Off when he goes undercover and the only person who knows he goes undercover exactly. gets killed? With yeah. Dukes in a coma, it doesn't matter what Dusty's ideas are. He's a traitor. <laughs> See, that's the thing is like I've seen a bunch of movies where that is what happens. And then the only person that knows dies. And it happens in the Hong Kong movies all the time. I mean, this is uh, the equivalent. They're doing like plots of five huge blockbuster movies in this one episode. Right. Good job, Buzz. Could you do you think Buzz has an opinion on healthcare system, by the way, as oh, far as all this goes? My, that is one of my favorite lines. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get to it when we get to <laughs> it. Uh, would, yeah, let's not uh, uh, skip over the fact that uh, he's. He's going to meet up with the Crimson Twins. With two businessmen. At the Stumble Inn. The Stumble Inn. Before we get to Stumble Inn, I got one other thing to mention. It's that Mrs. Vasquez seems to have a do- She's a doctor of some kind because Dusty's mom passes out. They put her in bed and he's uh, Dusty's like, should we call the doctor or an ambulance or something? And, and, and Mrs. Vasquez just says, nope, she'll be fine. Because <laughs> she just knows. Mm-hmm. She's magical. See, but she must rest to get her strength back. She must rest to get her strength right. back. Uh, I still feel like that it's some sort of aggressive form of lung cancer that like, oh, yeah, no, she's got asthma. Yeah, asthma. I, I feel like it's COPD, like p- con- chronic something. Obsessive. Pulmonary disease. Obsessive, pulsive, <laughs> disorder. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we end up at the Stumble Inn. Yep. In the heart of Texas, the yeah. Stumble Inn. That's... 
And he gets hit on by the uh, waitress. Like oh, really yeah. yeah. The one time Dusty actually gets hit on by a good-looking woman. And he doesn't and, know that she's hitting on him. Well, no, he knows 100%, but he's not in a place mentally where he can do anything about it. No. It's like the one yeah. time he can get laid, he's yeah. got a, a dying mother at home, and he's meeting the Crimson Twins on business. He's going to think back to this moment later when he's horny and be like, ah, damn it. Dude, this whole episode, that boy... He's got a one-track mind, and the only track he's on is like, I'm a traitor, I'm a traitor, I'm a traitor, I'm a traitor. Yeah. People keep talking to him. He's like, what? Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. Man, get your shit together. Yeah. We got a traitor in our mix. I wonder if it's the one guy who's retracting from everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Could you not Zartan this, Dustin, please? <laughs> uh, I did. Can you can you pull me the line really quick, though? There's a couple in this scene that are magical. One is uh, uh, Dusty turns to the Crimson Twins, and he goes, oh, you represent extensive enterprises. And the Crimson Twins say, no, we are extensive enterprises. That is a baller thing to say right there. I, here's my question. I still Gina's do not understand... Like, do people not realize they that they know. are the Crimson Twins? Like, are they just like, oh, whoa, that's weird. They look just like those two guys that we fight all the time. But those guys wear weird wrestling costumes. So these can't be the same guys. Not only that, but they found them wearing their armor and fought them in their own offices before. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't like, wouldn't he just be like, ah, uh, so you guys are under arrest. Here's too the big to thing. fail. Too big to fail. It's, Too rich to jail. Uh, it's It's like... If you were to, say, um, find uh, uh, Donald Trump and Martha Stewart in, um, in, in like, an indie wrestling promotion, and they were just – they were wrestling in, uh, you know, a bingo hall or something like that. So you're saying right now like – 20 people. This is the real Donald Trump and Martha Stewart doing a real wrestling match for yes. an indie crowd. Yes. And just wearing just, like, the cheapest whatever, and, you know, th- nobody – there's there would be no reason for them to do that there would be no reason for you to think that is the 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 millionaire slash billionaire martha stewart and donald trump wrestling but here's the thing if those wrestlers then afterwards came up and then started punching me in the face and i was punching them i would have enough time to be like oh shit these are the real people these are those people. I guess it, it, uh, my the other thought is like once you got, saw the wrestling show, if you then that went night went to Trump Tower mm-hmm. to uh, uh, like the the presidential suite, and he was there still wearing the singlet, mm-hmm. you'd start putting some stuff together. Yes, but business suit and the armor and the flowers, the twins' armor, totally different. Yeah, totally different. Well, we have a fight that breaks out right here as they threaten Dusty. Tell oh. Dusty we're not threatening you, even the though I've got best. a gun under the table at you. That one guy. Now you know who I'm talking about. Teeth. Teeth. Guy? The teeth guy whose face takes up the entire screen <laughs> just to shout, Yee-haw! A fight! <laughs> Would you like to know why, as growing up, I had a skewed view of what Texas was like? Fair I enough. don't think it's all that skewed. Yeah, to be I think honest. it's pretty much spot on. Everyone's wearing cowboy hats and yeah. boots. And then the, my favorite part of that whole fight is the two guys playing poker with each other and just playing across the table. As soon as somebody yells a fight, the one guy with no provocation flips the table on his friend and starts pounding on him. Mm-hmm. Like these yeah. people don't need an excuse. Yeah, you just hear Listen, the word fight. One, if there's one thing I learned from Roadhouse. It's that literally every night there is a fight in every bar. This is, I mean, this Fact. is what the movie Fight Club tapped into is that dudes want to fight constantly. 
They sure. want to fight. Where's there's no bouncers? If this happens this frequently, then no. it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, they need to get some Patrick Swayze in yeah, there. Yeah, maybe, mm. in fact, hire a team. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, even to the point where uh, the waitress apparently has a special beer that when she pours <laughs> it over somebody, they just go unconscious. <laughs> she has nerve beer, you guys. I could really go for some of that nerve beer right about now. The, the government should probably investigate this. this. <laughs> Do you think it's craft? <laughs> Also, uh, weirdly, I'm not entirely sure what this wh- what the '80s uh, um, perception of Texas was. But as as the twins leave, they say, "Think it over, amigo." Think it over, amigo. Amigo. Does he think that he's Spanish? Uh, is that just because they laugh immediately? Immediately afterwards, they. Like that's a hilarious thing to them. To defend the Crimson Twins here, they will laugh as quickly as the people in this bar will fight. They do not need provocation to find something hilarious. I mean, it just sounds like they thought they were making a clever joke, and I just don't understand what the joke is. I just think they're happy to be alive. I just think if there are charmed living people out there who just enjoy every ounce of this existence, it's Tomax and Zaymot, the Crimson Twins. I think they've been doing Duolingo a little bit each day. Mm-hmm. And like this was the first word that they really learned. Right. And then there was like one day where they were like saying it to each other a lot and like high fiving. It was an inside joke because they said, we're going down to Texas. We should learn a word of Spanish. And yeah. that's first one to use it in a sentence wins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he worked it in, and that's right. why they found it hilarious. I get it. Know? I got it. I'm with it. Okay, I'm into it. So cut back to the G.I. Joe base. Uh, uh, Dusty comes home. He's all beat up. He's like, I think I need to traitor this up. Mm-hmm. Even though he's very insistent the scene before, he will not be a traitor. She mm-hmm. needs medicine and special therapy. Special therapy. <laughs> special her, asthma therapy. For her asthma, which you know. obviously in the 80s was a terminal illness. <laughs> it was. Well, though medicine hadn't progressed by the 1985. Yeah, that's true. Neither in- had breathing. Inhaler, you say. <laughs> no, that seems like that's some sort of magical Star Trek technology. Get her into bed. <laughs> Uh, we learn about the big G.I. Joe plan, and they're going to do this. Uh, uh, apparently, we learn the first scene is the raid on Texas City, which takes place somewhere in Philadelphia, according to their map. Mm-hmm. Somewhere up in Pennsylvania is Texas City, where the port was. This is du- Duke and Flint they... doing this presentation <laughs> together confused me because I felt like there would be a weird power struggle on stage. Oh, they get along. Yeah. yeah, but I felt like, oh, I wouldn't know. I feel like there's like one person in the audience who's like, uh, really on Team Duke and another person who's like really on Team Flint and it's just like God damn it. It's like a football team, you know. Sometimes people center around. If there's a quarterback controversy, you know, you get one camp on this quarterback, one camp here, and it divides the locker room. Mm-hmm. But if there's one clearly defined quarterback and the other one supports him, there is no controversy. Mm. Even if you think Flint would do the better job, gosh willing, I do. <laughs> we wish I do. Chain of command, people. Chain uh, of command. But again, you follow, you respect the chain of command. That's what allows GI Joe to work. Mm-hmm. A well-oiled machine. That's it. Um, and we learned there's a phone number on this business card from Extensive Enterprises. And I was going to go ahead and say it out loud. Hold on. Hang on. Tell me Call what that it. number is. Yeah. We, okay. Here's the, the thing. Is, yes. I have a phone app right here. Go oh, ahead geez. and uh, oh, give me the number. The number shit. is 818-988-8300. Somewhere in Van Nuys. I hope it goes to voicemail. <laughs> this is so awkward. It is going to a fax machine. 
That is very disappointing. That is disappointing. I guess Ghost Gina's in the machine. <laughs> oh my god, it's just like the lawnmower man. Uh, it might be a business line of some kind. Uh, we're trying to figure out 818-988-8300. It goes somewhere in Van Nuys, California. Normally you put the 555 here so idiots on podcast 30 years later won't actually call the number. Sure. But they used a real number for here in Southern California on the card and I am dying to know what the heck it is this number actually goes to. I feel like the the uh, the mid eighties was when we started tr- transition from real phone numbers and occasionally a five 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 to like always five 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 because I'm pretty sure that there was a law specifically enacted that said like yeah you got to do it otherwise. you know what I'm gonna do some research on this topic Chan and for next week's know your Joe I will have a presentation about the five 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 phone number I do thing. I agree with Chan that I think at some point it was said. It said something about, like, uh, you need to do this because they can't actually be any – unless it's, like, something like – like, if you watch a show like Lost, sometimes there are Easter egg things where if you call the number, it'll have something related to the show. But I think it's right. probably expensive. You get, like, a voicemail or something from John Locke. Woo! Yeah. Well, uh, Dusty completely sells out G.I. Joe and tells him the plan right here. Mm -hmm. So uh, G.I. Joe is protecting this military installation, and then they even make the reference, why are they paratropping dudes straight into the forest? That seems kind of like a bad plan. Yeah. And so G.I. Joe runs off from the base to chase the Cobras into the forest, only to find out that they are... Apparently really smart I thought you were going to have a sound pole oh. for me there. I... What? No, I was <laughs> looking up pictures of cats. No, I'm, I was I'm, trying to reverse look up that number, actually. I'm looking up the 555 thing, and apparently uh, not all numbers that begin with 555 are fictional. For example, 555-1212 is one of the standard numbers for directory assistance yeah. throughout the United States. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's the. I think if you dial 555 anything, you it goes to directory assistance, doesn't it? Oh, I don't know. But it said the telephone company has started encouraging producers of television shows and movies to use the 555 prefix for fictional telephone numbers by the 1960s. Yeah. Uh, but not Buzz Dixon and G.I. Joe. Yeah. Hells ladies no. Ladies and gentlemen. So the, the uh, dummies I get apologize. dropped into the uh, paratroopers. Yeah, unless, yeah, you got something. <laughs> They're dummies. And yet somehow their aim is exactly the same as Nova Cobra soldiers. Same thing down. I said so dolls can just as actually accurately shoot laser guns as real soldiers. And Mm. literally they were just shooting their guns in whatever direction randomly they would have just contorted themselves into falling into the forest. Uh, But hey, man, Duke gets it. Duke immediately knows what's up. He's just like, oh, not only did we get pulled off and Cobra just stole that gas thing, we obviously have a traitor in our midst. Mm-hmm. He yeah. knows immediately. Mm-hmm. This operation was planned too well. Uh, back up real quick. I don't know if you noticed this. Yes. Uh, because he didn't have any lines, obviously. It's the first time we've seen Snake Eyes in a long time. I did notice that. Uh, first time we saw Snake Eyes in, in a while, and, and weirdly enough, he didn't have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's a snow job cameo in this episode. There is a snow job he cameo. Have anything to say what the either. hell is snow job doing there? I don't know. Well, wait a minute. We already established Alpine is the deep sea diving expert, so snow job can Fair fight enough. forest warfare. <laughs> Although, strangely, also shipwreck is diving in this episode, where he clearly says that he is not a diver in a previous episode. Here's the deal. Oh. Don't worry about Consi- that. <laughs> no problem. Inconsistency. You know why? Because after the Mara episode, he realized it was a flaw in his game, and he worked right. really, really hard in in between episodes the, to get certified. The only way I'm going to get laid 
is if I go searching for underwater pussy. That that fish lady would have stayed if I was a diver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in also more ways than gills. one. <laughs> the gills, too. Yeah. So we get back to base right now when shipwreck is pissed. Yeah, as well. He's he should stomping be. around and Dusty, weirdly enough, is reserved from the rest of the group. Hmm. That's not a red flag of some kind, is it? This yeah. is where I notice the animation on. Uh, on um, yeah, I noticed a little bit earlier too. Uh, there were a couple of close shots that looked really good. The the art I, is it looks like it's from a different studio. Or yeah, something like I was gonna say I don't. I wouldn't even say it was good. It looked like he was a totally different character at it, some. point. It looked more detailed to me. Is all oh, I'm saying. Okay. Like, and that to me like is the, better. The line the lines were sharp, more sharply drawn, and I mm, assume that was some sort okay, of animation okay. thing. Yeah. Well, Duke has decided to set a trap for Dusty. Sure. And uh, Dusty Rudat. Dusty Rudat. He gets tricked, and he says, uh, "Hey, we're gonna do this thing." This Cobra base, and if he's really the traitor, and we know who he is, here's the thing: Duke knows what's up. He called him in to move some fucking boxes. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I would have been a traitor too. <laughs> like I have got all of these skills, and you tell me to move crates. Uh, that's what an E4 is for. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. At least have him fix her fridge or something, like something right? that's in his skill set. Yeah, right? you know. Sure enough, so the, the the he calls the Crimson Twins. Who, when we cut to the Crimson Twins, there's head head standing on the desk in the, like the middle of the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So head standing, not hand standing. No. 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 All on of their, their weight is on their head, the top of their on heads. a wooden desk. That yeah. is correct. I wonder if there's That's a divot baller. in there or something that just lets them pull this trick off. I don't. They were clearly choreographing something. Mm-hmm. There was so maybe their next like office presentation that was similar to the uh, to the um, water skiing presentation. Maybe this is when they like. Like, maybe for 15 minutes yeah. a day, they work on their choreography. Guys, if it's this is the... what happens at the top levels of corporations, this <laughs> explains every retreat I've ever had to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. Let, let the blood all rush to my head, and then I'm going to book some stuff. This is what you get the golden parachute for. <laughs> every CEO must stand on their heads without uh, arm support. Otherwise, you don't get in. Uh, I also love that their, their motto, which is on the business card, written clearly, is, we mortgage the future and the present. I love it. It was nice. I thought that, you know what? Skill. Mm. Uh, they 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 patch in Cobra Commander to the phone call, and he has his hood off. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's hanging out with no hood on. Everybody. Oh, Buzz. You see, he told us when we talked to him, this is the kind of thing he loved to do. These little weird character moments that just like a little five second aside. By the way, he's not wearing his hood. Neat, huh? Anyway, he's going out with the episode. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is like when he buys his face cream. Probably. Like, at night, like he's giving himself a, a moisturizing he face mask. himself mm-hmm. some pearl cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at this moment, it occurred to me, Dusty is screwed sideways. Yeah. <laughs> Once he took that first step, it was a long yeah. plummet off the edge of the cliff. You got to know. You got to know as soon as you uh, uh, sell out to uh, Cobra Commander, it, it's not going to end well for you. Because Cobra Commander's just like, oh, whatever. You're just going to do exactly what I want or I'm going to throw you under the bus. You forget yeah. I'm Cobra Commander, and I don't care about you at all. But also, Cobra Commander is like kind of dumb because Dusty could potentially like feed him false information. In theory, if he was a double agent, mm-hmm. which obviously mm-hmm. he's not, right? Right? Because we, we haven't watched. Have, we yeah. haven't watched ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is when Deep Six has some great moments right here. Uh, Deep Six's enthusiasm during this battle is about as about as wound up as he's ever going to get. Good lord! Get that sound pole for me. Um. He is amped. Yeah, he he is ready to go. <laughs> uh, D G F. Oh, oh, D G A F. Yeah, D-G-A-F. he don't. 
I was trying to don't I, give an F. I'd forgotten it in my head, so I was trying to spell it out, <laughs> and then I completely forgot part of the word. I'm an old man, you guys. Chan, don't do acronyms ever again, please. Can't. Doesn't work. It's just out. no good. Uh, so they're they're hanging out down there, and shipwreck is down there, and deep six is down there, and they run into each other, and we get a piece off the closing credits if you noticed, where they point their guns at each other, and they're both like, "Ooh, oh, is that for okay? Nice, nice. Uh, right there." And shipwreck ba- basically discovers at this point, "Hey, Cobra is not a bad place to work. I kind of have some sympathy for it." Yeah, yeah, I loved. I saw. I saw the Cobra Life magazine. Cobra like, Life magazine. Man, GI Joe don't have that shit. G.I. Joe does not have Joe Life magazine. Mm. I wish I had a subscription to Cobra Life magazine. That's the kind of thing I'm pretty sure once I saw that magazine on the show, I immediately started like uh, 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 you know asking people if that was a real thing that I could order. I do know that there are like G.I. Joe fan clubs. I do not know if any of them, if their newsletter is called Cobra Life. Cobra Life, it I should be. I hope there is one. It at should least be. One. Uh, yeah, and, th- and then, of course, this is, this is a classic Buzz line, uh, uh, probably my favorite of the, uh, of the uh, episode. Hey, they even got a medical plan. If it won't take time out of your busy schedule, check below. Come on, dude. <laughs> Fucking buzzkill. Always, always a dick. Ugh. Duke. Yeah, and of course, of course, he's he's gonna be all like, yeah, hey, 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 don't worry about that, guys. We're working here. Don't worry about medical that they got medical, and you don't. <laughs> you don't even, the, yeah, not not only do they not get vision and dental, they don't even have. Well, medical. Duke gets medical because he's oh, got yeah. he's probably got a reserved room in the hospital yeah. for every time he ends up he there. Does. I imagine there was a meeting at some point that Duke had with the higher higher ups where they were like, okay, we can either pay you. Oh. X amount of dollars, and everyone else will get a lot less. Or we can sort of like split it more evenly. And he was like, "Fuck that, pay me more, pay me." Yeah, they were. Like, I'm not living to forty. You realize this means the soldiers underneath you won't get medical, right? I get my medical right. Oh, USA, USA. <laughs> Good job, Mister Hauser. Uh, so there's a bomb trap, a really ingenious one for Cobra standards. Flip the light switch, and then all of a sudden the light comes on and it leads the fuse yeah. and the huge room of just bomb stuff. Sure, that's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> why bunny why wouldn't you just have a tripwire or something or yeah. uh, because, do it much further up? Because that's pretty deep down into the base already. Uh, that's not how Cobra works, sir. I think if we learned anything by now, there has to be some some uh, 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 fanciness to it. Also. Go ahead. Room full of explosives. Yes. I, Way better ways of, of, of <laughs> hiding <yeah>. that. <laughs> I appreciate the uh, the planning that goes into, should we just kill them immediately? No. I want them to know they're going to die and try and run. And try and run and get blown up anyway. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's much great. more terrifying. That's evil. That's much more terrifying sure. and satisfying. But you can't actually give them enough r- r- time to get away. <laughs> Well, that defeats they, the purpose. Again, they probably had a conversation where they were like, how fast can human beings run? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. It's probably something around like, uh, it takes I don't like know. 10 minutes. Well, he's, the other time he's wearing I a run. huge like diving suit, so he could probably not move very fast. <laughs> Deep Six has a diving suit. Everybody else is in normal clothes. Don't worry about that. Normal clothes. And it works. Works for me. Uh, everybody gets out. Except for Duke. Duke is there waving people in, and everybody jumps off into the water below. The explosion happens, and he's just standing on the thing like a dope. Everybody's yeah. gone, Duke. That's on you. He's not the captain of the ship. That's on you. You got to get not, off. It's not like people don't know 
to get off, not you know, to get off this thing. Here's the thing: it, is there a chance that Duke has some sort of sponsorship with the company? Like, let's just say <laughs> Tostitos. Okay, mm-hmm. where they're like, "Hey, every time you get a head injury, we'll give you like a ten thousand dollar bonus." We realize it's oh, dangerous, so um, so what? Why Tostitos? Oh, Tostitos is really known for helping people with brain injuries. <laughs> Well, they sponsor uh, college football, so I assume it's the same thing, right? <laughs> That's it. It's just a factory for uh, creating uh, concussions. The Tostitos, the Tostitos, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, sponsored by Duke's brain injuries. <laughs> like, like, especially the scoops look like you could put them on a tiny, tiny head and a tiny head like a, a lampshade. <laughs> I was oh, thinking gracious. to protect, to protect. But yeah, I feel like maybe he's got a sponsorship in there, and every time he gets hit, he gets more money. So he's just like, I'm not really going to run that fast. Now, yeah, Duke, come on, man. Everybody else off the ship, what are you still doing there? Did he go back looking for a copy of Cobra Life to take with him? Like, <laughs> maybe I should look into this. Boom, <laughs> you know, trying to find out about the health plan. Uh, he gets knocked off the ship. Um, Here's the thing. I don't like to victim blame, but really, <laughs> Duke brought this on himself. And, you know, oh, yeah. you had your snake eyes moment. I had my spirit moment. We saw spirit for the first time in this episode. Oh, we haven't snap. seen him in forever. Uh, he was on they're, the deck of the ship wearing a wetsuit. Yeah, because... they're throwing everything at the wall in this episode. They're going for it. And uh, yeah, so um, Shipwreck and Deep Six dive down, save Duke, right. throw him in the shark. They mm-hmm. pop up. The entire oil rig like disappears yeah. <laughs> under the water. So maybe that explosive plant did work, Chan. What? Uh, did anybody die? Duke sort of did. I mean, did all, any... the, all the sea life around there is probably thank you are any of them gi joe members i mean there are a lot of gi joe members that are animals and random things exploding this base this just tanking the entire thing did it garner them any victory preventative measures it stopped the future gi joe animals from joining yeah i'm gonna say there was an octopus under there that was like preparing to be a joe underwater garden yeah (laughs) <laughs> with Octa Joe, the eight-armed aquatic Joe. It's just there a was a whole figure. garden of octopi. Mm. I like the way that Gina just looked at me like, was that really a thing? Uh, like she, I believe, needed, she needed a cue. I believe she looked at you because we were both riffing on the Beatles uh, song. Uh-huh. And this Ray guy. was just off in happy time land. <laughs> oh, no, I'm always off in happy time land. <laughs> Wait, well, what are the Beatles? Is that a thing? Uh, Octopus's Garden. Oh. Don't worry about it. Nope, not into it. You know, it's not it's it. not necessary to know to to be alive. Duke spills the beans on Dusty and says, "Dusty Rudat is the traitor. Go get him. I'm in a coma." Pace. I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there that if if <laughs> it does end up being like, oh, this was Duke and Dusty's plan. This is a dick move on on Duke's part <laughs> to wake up and be like, "Oh crap, I'm about to slip into a coma. I've got I've got to just." I'm just going to say this. I'm not really thinking ahead because if I die, they're all going to put him in jail. Yeah, he's in trouble. He's in trouble either way right now because Flint knows. Mm-hmm. Flint's in on it. Is he? Is yeah, because him and Flint, uh, he pulled Flint in and told him in the office. He goes, we have a traitor and his name is Dusty. We need to do this plan, which is the thing that just uh, happened. Uh-huh. He tells Flint about the plan. So The the plan for the oh, double the cross. Oh, the fake plan. He, well, no, he tells, the, he tells Flint that Dusty is a traitor. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, we're yeah. saying yeah. who else no. knows that... If Dusty's a double agent, we right. don't... I don't think Duke told anybody. Like, yeah. he needed that's everybody why I'm to saying, exactly. yeah. That's why I'm saying it's a dick move for him to wake up and be to like, die. Oh, by yeah. the way, Dusty's yeah. the traitor. Dick move to die, Duke. 
Yeah, I mean, he could have just said something else like, Dusty's not a traitor, by the way, guys. Right, or he could have just jumped off the goddamn platform <laughs> instead of getting caught in the Well, that clause. would have been nice, yeah. <sighs> so uh, we end up back there, and uh, Dusty is taking pictures with the Cobra camera. With a Cobra camera. Branded Cobra camera. Is because... this the same one that um, Firefly used when he was the mummy? <laughs> Because it looks, I think, exactly the same. I like that Cobra has their hand in so many pies. Like, I feel like there's like a toilet snake, like a Cobra toilet snake out there. Well, you know, Cobra made their money from an Amway, like, uh, we make everything pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. That's how the storyline goes. So it makes sense that they have every product in the world so saying named that all, Cobra. They they straight up merched everything. <laughs> yeah. They, they branded all yeah, sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's like and... when Star Wars came out and there were like Star Wars oranges and Star Wars water. Well, and... Is there like a is there like a hot topic but for Cobras? <laughs> and just like t-shirts with like Firefly on it. Just like, hey! Uh, here's little the deal. Funkos, like, I want that. <laughs> just... I want that more than life itself. <laughs> and it's probably called uh, uh, Cobra Life or something where it's the <sighs> effect. Into it. Uh, here's the deal. That's the only place I would shop anymore. Oh, true. Later, all my ironic T-shirts. I'm getting new ironic T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Dusty beats up Shipwreck. So we just learned who would win in a fight, Dusty or Shipwreck. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, and, and then because uh, uh, Shipwreck's crazy, he starts a fire in show base, a massive chemical fire. He beats up Shipwreck so easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Shipwreck is pissed, first off. His emotions are clouding his ability to fight. That should give you Hulk fight. strength. That's how think. emotions work. Or it makes him sloppy. <laughs> and Dusty's calm demeanor wins the day. Well, he beats the F out of Shipwreck and then pulls him out of the fire. So maybe he's not all bad after all, because he oh. is trying to escape afterwards. Mm. Escapes in a Cobra Mauler. That, I mean, if you're trying to Joe Mauler. escape, uh, you definitely want to go with the, the fastest thing <laughs> the G.I. Joe has. There, <laughs> giant motherfucking There are G.I. Joe motorcycles. There yeah. are Skyhawks. Mm-hmm. There are all measure of things that move very fast. Yeah. Dusty got himself in the Mauler. I feel like a G.I. Joe moped would do better than the Mauler. <laughs> the tank that got famously stuck in traffic. Because <laughs> he's not shooting at them. It's not like he's using the weapon on the Mauler. Correct. I would ride a G.I. Joe moped or a G.I. Joe scooter. Heck yeah, I'd ride in the G.I. Joe sidecar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now we cut right to the trial, because we're starting to run out of time right now for the episode. So Dusty's on trial, doesn't say anything in his own defense, just sits there and takes it. Mm -hmm. Uh And Deep Six, as we learned earlier, very, very suspicious. Yeah, he's the smart one. Now, the trial is is amazing to me for a couple of different uh, reasons. One, Flint is the judge, Yep, and he has a co-judge who's Cutter, who's still wearing his baseball cap. Weird this choice. very, very serious yeah. military. Uh, uh, you could be like literally put to death from this committee. Can't be bothered to take his ball cap off <laughs> to oversee the entire proceeding. It's, I mean, for, for the Coast Guard, it's like uh, those barrister wigs. It's the equivalent. <laughs> is that what it it's is? A tradition, it's traditional garb. Guys, it they is. won't take me seriously without my Red Sox cap. I need to yeah. make sure I'm wearing that for the for the mm. trial of the century. Um, <laughs> let me see if I if I remember this correctly. Um, uh, Dusty, uh, while Duke is sentencing him, uh, hard labor in uh, Fort Watts. Uh, uh, <laughs> this, this life at hard labor. The rest of your life, you're going to be bas- busted rocks. And the best he can manage is, uh. <laughs> I also appreciate it. I wasn't sure if it was just the peanut gallery or if it was an actual jury of his peers b- making the decision. I don't know uh-huh. enough about don't military tribunals. tribunals work. But 
Wild Bill is sitting there. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, if I was on trial and while I look over and Wild Bill is one of the jurors, I'm just going to shoot myself. I would be into that. I would You'd be, be like, into Yeah, like I would be me. like, this guy, to, this guy, because no matter how much logic is presented to him, <laughs> let me put it this way. If I was guilty, I would be into that. Like if I had actually done it. You feel like there's a what? chance. I would be like, there, there's no telling what this guy is No, do. because he would be like, yeehaw, slit of throats, and watch the light go out of their eyes. It'd be like, <laughs> but sir, it's shoplifting. Like, <laughs> do not care. Woo! I feel like having him on the jury would give you cause for a mistrial later that on. That's probably like if, true. Like if I would, like if they found me guilty, people would be like, I, I could just have my lawyer be like, there was a crazy man on the jury. <laughs> well, yeah. little lady, turns out I was on a cocktail of eight different drugs. I have yeah. no idea where I was. I thought I was at Smurf Village. Exactly. Yeehaw! And then, and then, like the DA is going to have to decide, like, oh God, do we want to retry this all over again, or do we just want to let her go? <laughs> Uh, 100% correct. You know, I take it all back. I Well, but Dusty is guilty. He did give secrets, so he doesn't seem enthused by it at all. All yeah. he can muster is, Ugh. Yeah. Also, you got to wonder, like, what's what's happening to his mom right now? <laughs> like, she's probably dead, right? Oh, she's got the asthmas. No, because Cobra's been paying her medical bills. Yeah. I so mean, she's doing he hasn't all right. been paying the medical bills. He's been sending a check. Mm-hmm. That's vastly different. But that, I mean, that's a thing back in the day. But Check she's now getting yeah, but better I mean, medical like, treatment. I mean, like now that the information flow has dried up, I feel like he won't. Well, I think or we're has about it? to see because in just a moment. Cobra Commander changes his mind and says, you know what? Let's break the guy out. Let's, yeah. let's make his day right now. And Cobra rescues Dusty from uh, headed to prison. By the way, if this, if this does turn out that uh, Duke and Dusty planned this from the beginning in the hopes that Cobra Commander would spring him out. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big leap. That's it's a, a that's huge a big leap. leap. That you're, he's not just going to... You're going to tell me right now that a plan potentially concocted by brain-addled Duke and fridge repairman Dusty maybe would take a few things for granted that shouldn't have been taken for... Might not be the best plan. Yeah. Like, literally, Cobra Commander could have been like, well, that's that. Uh, just leave him in jail. Or he could have, like, sent a sniper after him and been like, oh, he knows he knows too much. Just go shoot him in his cell. Well, <laughs> yeah, it trust, trusting your plan to the whims of a 12-year-old boy, not the greatest idea yeah. in the world. I just have written down here, and maybe you could do me a sound poll. I just have Flint raises a good point, but I never actually wrote down <laughs> what that point was. Maybe you can help me here. Uh... Um... Blast. If Dusty's joined Cobra, none of our secrets are safe. Now, that's a great point. Now, think about mm-hmm. it. If, Especially in this day and age, if one member of the Joe team, and there are like 85 people not counting the grunts if any one of them ever turned heel and like went rogue this would be the worst thing for gi joe ever but also they don't guard their secrets ever they like, don't they are never everyone knows who they are As they're frequently yeah. on camera they're the, there what, what secrets do you think that they have yeah. well the secret list first off of who everybody is and who their families are these guys know each other a little bit remember they hang out on vacation together and go visit each other's first families of all, we've established that everyone knows who they are anytime they go anywhere <laughs> well they know their code names they're tv famous i feel like flint is maybe like talking more along lines of like gossip secrets like maybe at some point he was like he was having trouble with Who's he dating? Lady J? Lady J. Mm. Sort of. Like he was bitching about Lady J to Dusty and he was just like, yeah, listen, there was, I've been been wanting to start one time, I was on leave and I fingered this girl in a bar, but that doesn't count as cheating, right? Does that count as cheating? And so now he's like, oh my God, Dusty's going to tell 
Cobra Commander. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If Cobra Commander were to just uh, you know send like just like an anonymous instant message, like, did you know that while you were in Tahiti, uh, Flint was off, you know, finger blasting some girl? That would destroy GI Joe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can even true. yeah, you can take even the smallest true. thing, <laughs> smallest things of Dusty Nose and Cobra Commander being a, a little bitch would absolutely know how to turn that into just a huge yeah. drama thing. Next thing you know, there's a picture of Flint's finger blasting <laughs> on the cover of Cobra Life magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and it just and it just says, who's the real bad guy? It'll be on the cover of Daily Mail, just Flint with his tongue hanging out. And it's just a caption of the 1960s Batman effects that just says, bang! <laughs> Exclamation point. That makes me laugh. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, Gina. I don't this need your how, approval. This is how they bring down. This is how they bring down the Joes. This is how they bring down the this Joes. Is it. Well, that's the end of the episode, right there. Mm-hmm. And boom! I have a very strong feeling that unlike the other two parters we've seen before, this is going to be two cohesive episodes because Buzz wrote them, mm-hmm. not just twenty nine minutes of ideas spread along two twenty minute episodes. We'll see. Also, we'll see. But uh, I, I got confidence. I will say Bechdel test pass. Oh, when did we pass it? We had uh, uh, the. The caretaker woman oh, says, Vasquez. says Gladys, right. please, when Gladys Straight is really mad about calls the old. Her by name. Yeah. There you go. Gladys, yeah. please. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here's the thing. Uh, she is only staying alive for her son's sake, so it's really about Dusty. Mm-hmm. Really That's about true. Dusty. Well, she also says Gladys, please, because there's a there's a man at the door, and she's like, please, don't. <laughs> please comport yourself for the gentleman <laughs> so that perhaps he can marry Ooh. you and you can be remarried and... and do wow. I have a gentleman caller? Mr. Smiler's here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, that's the trader part one, everybody. If uh, you want to hit us up with the social medias, you can hit us up on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast, Facebook.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. If you have any thoughts on this episode, uh, let us know online. Let us know. Comment on our things on the website. I put stuff up, and uh, mm-hmm. we'd like Absolutely. to read stuff on the air. So if you have thoughts, Tell us let what us know what your favorite up. Trader Joe's is. <laughs> Uh, which parking lot is the Wait a worst. minute. How did we make it the entire way through this episode? This is the first Trader Joe's reference No, that we Chan made. made one like top of episode. We might not have been recording oh, yet. Oh, okay. But... I, I just but feel I like we I lost to... an opportunity. Yeah, well, the opportunity was just seized by me. Yeah. yeah. Let's really work it in episode two, though. Let's really hammer yeah. the point home about right. Trader Absolutely. Joe's. Let's we'll all wear Hawaiian shirts. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm in. I'm going to wear a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt next week to recording. I... Always wear Hawaiian shirts, so... Yeah, nothing's changed cool. for you. I'm into it. You you came from Spago, and you came wearing one of your Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, so you know, whatever. Just hanging out with Wolfgang Puck like I do. It's just a thing that Chan does sometimes, like everybody. Like I do. That is an absolute 100% true statement. <laughs> and the great thing is, uh, it was like, this is like a small thing with like a, like a dozen people. I was not the worst dressed person there. All right. Feel good slash Chan, awful about that. Moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, uh, uh, Doctor Who Live on Saturday night at the iOS. I'm going to make one last plug for you guys. Thank you. And uh, yeah, that's it for you guys. That's it for us, at least. Maybe not you guys. I hope <laughs> you it's not it for you guys. Oh, oh, well, you want to come back for part two, maybe? I don't know. Oh, no. Ray is keeping, a tra- keeping track of everyone who listens to this podcast, and he's coming to your house to kill you. I am. That's it for <laughs> because, you guys. Because you haven't been giving us five-star reviews. Oh, I haven't checked that. We'll check that for next week, because we do have the G.I. Joe Challenge. We have the Cringer episode. If you go to iTunes, give us 
a five-star review. Uh, we will uh, put up the He-Man episode that we've recorded, and I've already edited it. It's ready to go. Just waiting for you guys to get with the program. Nice. Just got to give us five more. We got to go from we have 15 uh, five-star reviews mm-hmm. on iTunes. You get us to 20, we'll drop the darn show. Oh, yeah, and then at some point, uh, I'm going to wear a Baroness costume. If, you get, if we can get to 30, uh, then Gina's going to dress like the Baroness. We get mm-hmm. to 40, I'm going to dress like uh, oh, Bazooka or Sergeant Slaughter or somebody. And then if we get to 50, and dear God, please, you people, let's get to 50. Chan will dress like Dr. Mindbender and take uh, do a whole pictorial for the web st- uh, web- website. Oh, yeah. No, the, I will I will do a full-on uh, uh, centerfold. <laughs> yes. I will answer those questions, like long walks on the beach, all that. <laughs> I will do it up. Likes feminism. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, you guys, that's all the info. You guys go to iTunes and give Knowing Us Half the Podcast five stars. I want to. I want these things to happen so bad, but we need you on board to make it worth it. So, please do the thing for us. Thank you. That's all I got. Until then, I am Ray Stacanus, and I am found on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm Robert Jan at 999 RPMs. I'm Gina Ippolito, and I'm at Gina Ippy. And you can come on back next uh, Wednesday for a Know Your Joe action, but then next Friday, The Traitor Part Two. As we barrel our way towards the end of season one, everybody. Mm-hmm. So we got some uh, stuff to announce about uh, the beginning of GI Joe season two, but we're gonna we'll wait we'll wait a few weeks before we we start giving some announcements with that. We got some cool stuff coming though. So Ooh. yay! Until then, everybody. This is Ray signing off from Trader Joe's. Oh my god, you ruined it! What? That uh, doesn't even make sense, Ray. Good, <laughs> good night, everybody. Ugh. the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy, you gotta sink this putt to win. Or, I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people, you get it, and we do it all over breakfast, or should I say, breakfast. Every week is a new episode of Breakfast, and here's what you get. Inside Hollywood info, like, how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope. Available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.